right now. It's the Jonathan Casillas Report brought to you by Foxwoods Resort Casino, the wonder of it all, by your local Kia dealers. Visit Kia.com to discover a movement that inspires. And by Surfside Vodka and Iced Tea, your sunshine in a can. Ask for it at your local liquor store. Jonathan, before we get to the Giants coming off a terribly disappointing performance on Sunday, I do want to ask you about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I'm sure you're following along with Rodgers here all year long, doing the interviews with Pat McAfee. He's been the story uh, all year long, even though he hasn't played just but four snaps. How would it make you feel as somebody who played in the league, won a Super Bowl, how do you look at what Rodgers has done, the way he's handled himself as far as being, you know, uh, with these interviews and, and talking about the state of the team? Well, he hasn't really been able to be a part of it. How do you view that as a former player? Well, look, Aaron Rodgers, I think, uh, you know, he's a very opinionated man. He's a, he expressed himself, you know, consistently. I know he has that spot Tuesday on uh, the Pat McAfee show mm-hmm. and, I feel like over the last few years, we got to know the type of person he is and, you know, the type of character he has. And he's a unique individual that sticks to his guns. And, you know, he he, he speaks up when he thinks he needs to speak up. And, you know, I, I think I appreciate somebody that can do that. You know, I think he's an honest person, you know. And, I mean, he's a gamer too, man. The, the guy won four MVPs, mm. you know, not, not far removed from winning two back-to-back MVPs. So, I love people that are individuals and, and not scared to be themselves, and I think that's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I agree. You know, but I want let's take Eli for an example here. Two-time champ, obviously Giants legend, New York icon. You know, he never had the organizational juice with the Giants, the team that drafted him, uh, that that Rodgers had bestowed upon him in in a month with the Jets. Like to me, that's where it gets a little dangerous when Rodgers seems to be making so many decisions. Yeah, you know what, and and I equate that to let's say Tom Brady going over to Tampa, because when Tom Brady was in New England, where he did all of his magic at, you know, won six Super Bowls, you know, basically two different dynasties, you know, twelve, thirteen, whatever, ten years apart, and um, he didn't really get to take over and run the team until he got to Tampa, you know, and <laughs> it's interesting how that thing works, but. When you get brought over from somewhere, my dog's going crazy. Relax, Papa. <laughs> I mean, feed, um, feed the poor thing already, Casillas. Well, give him a bone. Let's go. When you when you get brought over from somewhere, you know it's almost like they they roll out the red carpet. You know what I mean? It's like, hey man, what, what do you need? You need total control of the team. Let us know. You need a jet. Let us know. We'll take care. You need receivers. Let us know. We'll take care of you. Yeah. And I think that's just how it is, man. When when somebody's bringing you in to a place, it's almost like. You want the keys? You, what do you want? You know, and, and I think that's the kind of situation that's happening. All right, we're talking with Jonathan Casillas, BT, and Sal on the field. Let's get to the Giants now. First question I have for you, Jonathan. We, we've talked up this defense, and deservedly so. They've been very good, at, at least in recent weeks. But on Sunday in New Orleans, against a bad offensive Saints team, they couldn't get off the damn field. Why was that the case? Uh, that's a good question, man. Um, but you know, I'm going to come to the, the, the defense of the defense is that, you know, it's hard to play dominant, whether it's defensively or offensively, for 17 weeks of the season. You know, and, and the Giants, not saying they were due for a bad game, but it's very hard to take the ball away on a consistent basis. There's a little bit of luck that goes into that, creating, you know, six turnovers against the Commanders, three turnovers against uh, um, New England. You know, and, and I, I even spoke about this on BBKL, the show I do for the Giants on Thursdays, it's going to be hard for the Giants to keep replicating that defensive output and how they take the ball away. And the Giants, 
offense needs to step up and put drives together and not just wait on the to get the short field from the defense or from special teams or what have you. And the Giants, you know, the Saints defense showed up like they have been in years past. This, you know, this spot this past weekend, and the Giants really didn't have no answer. And I think that was more on the offense hmm. than defense. But the Giants have figured out a way to play complementary football in the last few weeks, and they didn't do it this weekend. And that needs to be a dominant performance by the defense. That's just how it has to be because the Giants' inefficiencies that's been showing up again and again on offense. We've got, of course, Jonathan Casillas as part of the uh, Giants radio crew here on the fan, former Giant BT and Sal on the fan. All right, I know there's still a lot of variables here. You know, where you draft, how the kids work out at the combine, how they interview, I understand that. But if you're Joe Shane, you're sitting here middle of December, got a couple of games to go, the season's already largely defined. What are you thinking is the, is the most important need position-wise? What are you thinking you have to target? Uh, I think... Number one, you need you need more depth or I would say just higher quality of star power along the offensive line. I think Andrew Thomas is a star worth. But when you look at last week's game, even John Michael Schmitz, he's young. Uh, and then you got, the, on the other hand, you got Justin Pugh. They struggled, you know, on, on that side from a lot of the things that New Orleans are doing. Uh, passing y'all, I hope I said his name right, the defensive end, the pass rusher from New Orleans, they made him look like Bosa, you know, because they couldn't they couldn't figure out how to pass off stunts. And the Giants need to continue to upgrade the offensive line and be better among the offensive line. Because if you think about the Giants' Super Bowl years and the Giants' dominant years, yeah. the Giants always, always had a great offensive line. I think defensive line, offensive line, that's kind of the star worth that's the guy that's getting off the the bus and the plane first for the Giants. And right now, the Giants, I just feel like they don't have enough consistent play among the offensive line to actually have an offense that can win you games. And I think it starts up front. Okay, just to be clear, because I want to delineate between greatest need but the first thing you target. I agree with the trenches, especially on the O-line, more so than defensive line. But you guys are picking fourth, you're picking fifth, you're, pick, you're going tackle, you're going quarterback. I mean, how much is quarterback in the conversation? I think it has to be in the conversation, given the health of Daniel Jones. And then basically, if you're going with Tommy DeVito for next year, you know, you have a, a still a young guy. Yes, he's done, you know, won some games in this league, which that checks that box off. But the Giants, from, from what I know from Joe Shane and Dayball, they're going to get the best guy available for however they got him ranked or rated or whatever the situation is when it comes up. I don't think they're going to reach. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to let the guy, whoever whoever comes to them, fall right to their lap. And if they have to trade back, if they have to trade up, I don't think they're, they're, they're so locked in to being in that position. I think they're going to do, you know, whatever's best for the team and whatever they have, whoever they have on their board that falls to them. Yeah. I think that's how they're going to draft. I think Joe Shane has been doing a pretty good job in bringing in guys that fit the character and the scheme of what the team's doing. BT and Sal, we're talking with Jonathan Casillas. Last one for me, Jonathan. How about DeVito? I'm not ready to write him off yet. I, I feel like people built him up, built him up, built him up. One bad game, and it's tear him down. Oh, he stinks. Then go get a quarterback or bring back Daniel Jones. I, I mean, look, you didn't play a great game. I look at that game and see drop passes. I saw the defense not playing well. What did you see from DeVito, and do you think the bloom is fully ro- off the – how does it go, BT? Off, ro- off the rose. Yeah, there you go. 
No, no. I, I saw um, one of the papers, New York papers, are so crazy. He said DeVito got whacked. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so crazy like that. yeah, of course. That's, hey, you play in New York, man. They're going to love you up. They're going to love you up when you're winning. And they're going to hammer you when you're down. And I think DeVito knows that. He's a Jersey guy. I'm a Jersey guy. You know, when I got here and I played for New York, I was like, I'm finally home. I'm here with all the a-holes. You know, I'm an a-hole. I was a born a-hole. I'm from Jersey. You know, I'm from Hudson County, New Jersey. I'm from Jersey City. You know what I'm saying? So I understand how the people are here. And there's only – there's not too many people that can have success here playing at that position. You know, if you look at both teams, New York and the, uh, New York Jets and the Giants, over the decades, how many quarterbacks have had success? You know, you got Eli Manning. Who else? Who else? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Broadway Joe? Like, who else? Vinny Testaverde? You know, it's very hard to play quarterback in New York because of the media, because of what the what people say. And if you do have a good game, they love you. They support you. I mean, Tommy DeVito was the king of the world just last mm. week. You know, now it's like, oh, he, he's done. The Giants got to, you know, sell the whole team and, and, and draft the quarterback, you know, whatever. No, that's not the case, guys. At the end of the day, Tommy DeVito was, I, I want to say a victim, but he was helped by a defense that was dominant. You know, nine turnovers in two games in two of his starts, you know, taking the ball away. They, they were able to run the ball over 200 yards against the Patriots. Like, they were figuring out ways to win despite having this young, uh, inexperienced quarterback. But, look, I put all the onus on the defense because that's the, that's the side of the ball that's been healthy for the year, basically. You have the guys that are dominant performers in Dexter Lawrence, and even Kayvon Thibodeau, y'all, y'all's best friend. You know, so when, <laughs> did he play when, when Sunday? Those, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but listen, but listen yeah. when when it doesn't happen in terms of that side of the ball that's been so dominant, when it doesn't happen, that's what you get. You get a team like New Orleans who has been struggling offensively. They look like world beaters all of a sudden because the complimentary football that the Giants have been displaying just wasn't there. You know, and, and I, I'll put that on the defense because I expect so much more from them. You know, all kidding aside, last one I lied, Jonathan. We, we joke about Kayvon Thibodeau, and I was uh, critical of him this week because that's a game against a good team. You need to get off the field on third down. Where's the elite pass rusher? Hey, am I wrong, Jonathan, for expecting more, have higher expectations of Thibodeau? I know the numbers say that he's had a good year. I know what he does, things that we don't see, uh, you know, uh, as far as uh, maybe his impact uh, necessarily getting to the quarterback, even though the sack numbers are there. I look at a guy who had three against the Jets, a couple against Washington, but then some. sometimes there's inconsistency where he's invisible. A- am I wrong for expecting him to be more of a game wrecker? No. You know, the reason why I say no is because I think the, de- the defense collectively didn't really show up as they've been showing up. You know, like I, I understand if the Giants were, like, putting forth this dominant effort or a really strong effort defensively, and Kayvon Thibodeau is nowhere to be found. You know, when I play really well football is when our defense play really well. Mm. You know, that's just that's just a fact. You know, it's really hard to be an outlier or you know, a guy that's making a difference when your defense is really not playing up to the standard that he's normally playing at. You know, and I put Dexter Lawrence in that in that box as well. When Dexter Lawrence is playing well, the defense is playing well. When the defense is playing well, Dexter Lawrence is playing well. However you want to look at it. But that's how it happens. When the defense is playing well, you hear a lot of – Yeah, but Jonathan, hold, I, I certainly don't – hold on. I don't, I don't want to interrupt, but I, I need the answer. Like, but is it if, – if Thibodeau would have played better, 
the defense would have played better, or do you need the defense to lift you up to play better? It's a collective effort. Okay. You know, it's, it's, I'm telling you, it's not too many times where a defense plays really well and their star player doesn't play well. You know, maybe a gotcha. corner that doesn't get, you know, a, the ball thrown at him, but it's really hard for me to, to point at one person specifically when the entire unit didn't play well as a collective unit. You know, and, and like I said, I put all the focus on Dexter Lawrence because I think he is one of the best players in the NFL. Mm. And when they can contain him or make him not the dominator and the disruptive person that he is, the defense just doesn't play well overall. They don't really get stopped. They can't stop the run. They don't get pressure. And that's what you saw, you know, from last Sunday. Thank you, Jonathan. We appreciate your time as always. Have a great Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll be off next week, so we won't be talking to you. But I know you get the Giants on Christmas Day against the Eagles. Hopefully, Big Blue gives every Giant fan a nice present. Beating the hated Eagles. We appreciate it, Jonathan. Been a nice addition to the show. Thanks, fellas. Happy holidays.